and we have in the studio Joe Haim from Critic. How's it going, Joe? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yep. Um, so we're going to start today with uh, local politics, very local politics. Uh, this building, in fact, <laughs> um, the OUSA uh, election, when we were talking last week, the voting was underway and it ended on Thursday. Um, and and the results came in uh, that night. So the uh, with 32.5 percent of the vote, we have Caitlin uh, Ka- uh, uh, Barlow Groom, uh, and she is uh, on the. Yeah, she's the current um, recreation officer. Current recreation yeah. officer for and was she um, on the executive last year? Uh, not last year, just this current year, and then obviously as president next year. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, she's the only candidate who ran, sorry, who won, who wasn't part of a ticket. Oh, she wasn't. The right. only one who wasn't part of a ticket. And yeah. very uh, close behind her on 30.4% uh, was Finn Shewell. Yeah. On a ticket? On a ticket. He was the head of Unity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who won um, seven of their ten tickets. Uh, seven, seven of their ten candidates. Oh, so, right. Um so they did well. Unity, and the other one was... Uh, Be Bold. Be Bold. Uh, Cameron Meads. Yeah. Uh, he got administrative vice president with 38.3%. Just uh, before we talk about these people, uh, turnout. Yeah. Uh, 4,425. Yeah. So it was pretty similar to um, the last year's one. Mm-hmm. I think it was around 4,500 as well. Okay. Um it's a shame it wasn't as it wasn't higher. No, it, the trend has been getting higher and higher. It has, yeah. Um, and obviously, looking at Canterbury University, they had a really good turnout in their election. So, it would have been good to have um, got a similar result to that. Do you know? Do you know what they got in Canterbury? Yeah, so they got five thousand people turn up, and they have a ten thousand roll. So right. Half of wow. the students turned out to vote. And how many people do we have here? Nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty. Yeah. So. Roughly what twenty percent, twenty five percent. I'm pretty sure, like, it it wasn't long ago that it was three, like, two thousand something or three thousand. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, it's definitely got better. Okay, but still not good enough. I mean, no. what, what more can you do though, apart from um, yeah, more yeah. pizzas? But yeah, no, I feel like it is um, well promoted and all that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, speaking of young people voting, we will talk. Uh, in, in the future about um, how advanced voting is going in New Zealand but staying with o- OUSA um, have, have you had much interaction with Caitlin? Um, yeah so be- being on the exec I've been in each of the meetings that she has each of the weekly meetings she turns up to as part of the executive mm. um, and I think barring a few changes it's it's not that much different to this year Okay. A- at least in terms of how the other candidates who could have been uh, voted on as president would have changed the association. Mm. Um, that whole ag- uh, the whole activism against prag- pragmatism sort of debate mm-hmm. that I kind of mentioned uh, last two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it seems clear that the students don't really want that activism. Okay. Or at least the students that voted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't know what they want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it seems like m- pretty much this, uh, more of the same. Mm. Yeah. Bryn Jenkins not getting in again. How long has he been there? So this is his second year now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, he missed out by, what, 7% or something? Yeah, he missed out on administrative vice president by 7% to Cameron Meads. Do you know much about Cameron Meads? Uh, I don't. All I know about um, 
the whole ticket is that uh, Jared was behind the Jared Griffiths was behind it, right? Um, big he's the big Labour of, conspiracy. Yeah, he's the kind of <laughs> puppet master of the USA. That, yeah, remember that question at the forum where that guy was like, "Who do you work for?" Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Students or um, students or Jared? Jared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Cameron Meads answered that perfectly. He's like. What do you mean? I work for the students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, was good. Yeah, Cam Meads, he is involved uh, in, in Labour, uh, pop, mm. uh, young Labour stuff. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. I, I know him personally. Oh, do you? Yeah, no, yeah. That's okay. Well, just from um, him contributing to Critic. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, and he's uh, in the politics department as well, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, mm. that makes sense. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Finn... Shewell, yeah, um, blamed critic for his uh, his loss, um, saying that if the articles we printed weren't printed, the result would have been tremendously different. So Finn was Finn was the guy that took issue with uh, Sam McChesney's article. Yeah, and also Joel's as well, which is which was on um, what the presidential candidates actually represent. Right. Yeah, with both opinion pieces. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so after we printed those articles, which um, were both opinion pieces, yeah, um, don't necessarily need to be as impartial as because it's just one person's opinion, mm. um, which they don't seem to get. Um, they, d- yeah, well, basically after the results were announced and he realised he'd lost out by the two percent, I interviewed him as I did most of the um, presidential candidates I could find, and yeah, he was very adamant that without those articles, he would have won. Um, I think. It, I think it's quite bitter, actually, to to re- refer to that. He could have been quite gracious in defeat, you know. And mm. and um, rumor has it he's been meeting with all of the other, um, every other candidate in any of the other positions. I'm not sure what for. He asked for the recording as well of um, of the interview we had or the short interview we had. So I'm not sure what he's what he's planning, but we'll what, see. What was the nature of Sam and Joel's articles? Oh, so um, Sam McChesney was basically saying that. Um, presidential candidate the, pre- the successful presidential candidate should have experience and not just be this um or the voters shouldn't see the kind of white male stereotype candidate as being the most competent because it's not and in this case it was caitlin who was the most uh, competent or experienced in terms of ousa's right. ongoing um stuff and yeah and, um, and i think that kind of overt endorsement of her was uh problematic for both uh, him and maybe even the other candidates on the unity circuit too yeah but um yeah some of the other candidates were really really gracious in defeat um we have a great letter from laura kens who lost the education officer role to james heath by three percent so it was a very close run race um who was incredibly nice <laughs> yeah um not to critic but to all of the other um, candidates as well. Right, so in the upcoming issue of Critic, have you guys got a, a bit on the OUSA stuff, or is that in this week's issue? That's in this week's issue. Okay. We had to write that up uh, on Thursday night after the results were... Did you go to the results party? Well, it wasn't really a party, it was just the results announcement in the Union Hall. Oh, yeah. I thought people were dressed up for it. Oh, yeah, some were. Curio was definitely sporting some uh, some suave attire. They, yeah, they, they like to get dressed up, eh? Yeah, yeah, some definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a massive moment in their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they think. So, uh, 
Personally, I wouldn't get all dressed up because, like, the the jobs that these people want in the future, they'll have to dress like that all the bloody damn time. Right, exactly, yeah. (laughs) And the only people who really attend the uh, results uh, announcements Mm. are the candidates themselves and critic. Yeah. (laughs) It's no one else. Yeah, so with the forums, I wonder, you know, people, lots of the conversation is about stuff that people wouldn't really know about. Yeah. In terms of, like, personalities... Um, tensions in the past, yeah. uh, kind of like um, and stuff around you know who met who when or who did what when and and those kind of things, the kind of things that are obviously important but that might be a bit alienating to people who don't right. who aren't like um, student politics geeks exactly and that's why I see um, critics' role as being more important because the voters don't actually know about this stuff mm. unless they read Executable each week which is down to about single figures I'd say yeah. Um, so yeah, our our voice as part of the conversation on how the uh, association's going, I think, is quite an important part of it. Definitely. Uh, so, um, finance officer, I can imagine that that's quite an important role in the. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the association works on what, like three million dollars a year. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so, Sam Smith. Yeah. Who's Sam Smith? Uh, he's also on the B-Bold ticket. So the B-Bold ticket won two of th- two of their four candidates. Um, and obviously two th- two of them were um, the vice president and the finance. So quite big positions. Yeah. Um, they lost the education and welfare um, positions. But um, apart from being on the ticket, I don't know that much about Sam. He seems, he seems like a very nice guy, but... So does Cody. Um, was he was he the guy that was saying that he was going to vote national in the? No, that was Cody. That was Cody. Yeah, Cody. <laughs> Quite brave, I guess, I th- actually thought. Oh yeah, no, I mean, was good a, honor, me. But yeah, maybe, mis- maybe misled, but um, <laughs> definitely brave. <laughs> yeah, it was funny how the 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 main common room kind of all went a bit silent. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't help that he was the last person to say it either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, Looking down the list at these other uh, roles, education yeah. officer. What do, what does the education officer do? Because I remember there was a conversation about its name and maybe its port, you know it's uh, the way its portfolio is structured. Yeah. Maybe being an academic officer. Yeah. So they're basically, um, as far as I know, uh, sort of on all of the um, boards to do with each department or each division you know the humanities and stuff and they all um, oh, okay. represent AUSA on those boards right. um, they do a lot in terms of um, changing papers or admissions and fees and that sort of stuff um, um, do they have a seat on the university council or is that the president that's just the president yeah thanks thanks to Stephen Joyce yeah. there's um, only one one person on there which is ridiculous I think because and in front of such intimidated you know such an intimidating um, yeah, yeah. environment Shit, yeah. Who, who else is on the university council? Where do all those other people come from? Yeah, so it's um the well, there's the chancellor, the vice chancellor, yeah. um, all of the you know the pro vice chancellor for humanities, sciences, right, all of those things. Uh, and then there's also um, government appointments, isn't there? As well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, two or three, that's right. The COO is on there, obviously. Um, the chief operating officer. The chief, yeah. um, financial, the chief economic officer, or whatever. And is that yeah. is that the university's biggest, bo- kind of most most important body? Yeah. yeah. And we've got one representative on there. Yeah. So it used to be two, and didn't it until two thousand eleven, I think. Do they have like a, a a board, like a business board, or is that is the council it? I, not that I know of, unless it's some kind of secretive. 
I guess they've, they've probably got other little um, entities that work out investments and that kind of thing. Right, yeah, 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 definitely, for sure. Because, I mean, as we know with the whole divestment campaign, uh, the university um, has been trying to pull back on investments into energy stuff, eh? Yeah. 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 Um, welfare officer uh, Abigail Clark, 49.2%. Do you know much about her? Um, not that much, no. Um, I I had her down as winning that race, um, which she did by what 22%, which is quite a big, quite a big one. Um, she did seem to be the most, um, you know, the most experienced, the most competent. She, I hate the word competent, and especially in this case because that's all they talk about. But um, she has done a lot of a lot of things, it seems. Um, oh yeah, I recognise her now. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That wasn't a Facebook storm, by the way. <laughs> Our listeners can't see. Um, okay, um, let, let's let's move through these. Postgrad officer, there was only one candidate. Uh, who was that? Kerio Burks. Kerio Burks. Yeah. Um, not many people voting on that, although that's the postgrad one. Yeah, so only postgrads can vote on that, as would the uh, international one as well. Right. Only, only international. Um, can vote for that. Let's move down the page. Campaigns officer, what, are, what does a campaigns officer do? So they, this year they were doing a lot with the election, um, the sort of stuff that um, the AUSA wants to push through, um, the executive, um, the free flu, free flu jabs, that sort of stuff, those those kind of bigger right. kind of campaigns that, um, the, you know, the legacy of each executive, they help with that. Yeah. Uh, and recreation officer, do they deal with the clubs and socks centre and that kind of thing? Yeah, clubs and socks, sports days, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, only one candidate there. That was Josh Smith, and the colleges officer, Norhan L. Sanjak. Um, everyone votes for the colleges officer. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I would have thought it would just be first years. Well, I guess um, you know the the the. the this is for next year, and those people aren't here yet. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. we're 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 sorting it out for them. True, <laughs> but also potentially um, a lot of students who are in second, third, fourth, etc., will have um, already been through a hall, so they will kind of know what is good and what doesn't work in halls. So that's they'll true. Have some interesting insights as well. That's true. Okay, so that's the OUSA executive uh, election results. Um, no big surprises, and as you say, um, a kind of a, a, it's going to be a similar similar kind of um, makeup next year. Yeah, well, the yeah. radical the radical in inverted commas ticket um, justice through solidarity. Um, they really struggled, which was uh, kind of surprising. I thought that they would do a lot better, maybe challenging for one of or two of the positions, but they came, I think, third in each race. So. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, um, you know, that the, 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 their likely supporters would um, be voters. Definitely, you'd think so, right? Mm. Um, Mon- Monique Maholland uh, was third in the president race, 12.79%. Uh, and yeah, as you say, they didn't get uh, any candidates. Um, so yeah, next year, next year's not election year. So uh, in in terms of that stuff that we've discussed on the show, in terms of the OUSA, um, uh, you know, bringing out uh, policy wish lists and that kind of thing, um, we won't see much, as much of that next year. Mm. Um, 
Uh, I'll leave it there and play a song, and when we come back, we'll be talking uh, about New Zealand politics. You're on Radio 191 XM Low Circus with me, George, uh, and Joe is with us again. Uh, <coughs> critic this week, Joe, you guys made the decision uh, to uh, endorse um, a political party or um, rather, I guess, a change of government is a polite way of saying that. Tell me about Definitely. tell tell me about that uh, decision, um, and it, I guess it's one that you guys discussed before. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the only the reasons we decided to do this, and it's an unusual um, unusual you know occurrence for critic and also for media in New Zealand generally. You never really see this happen. Mm. I'm not saying that we're from like amazing no, no. media thing. but it is more popular in like the US for yeah, papers to yeah on the UK as well yeah um, so we decided to do this because OUSA have failed in terms of the political advocacy um, in, for the, in the student interest um, but also because quite clearly the the national led um, government has failed the student interest as well um, in the last nine years mm. um, but also the uh, disillusionment among young voters in which we are we consider ourselves a voice for yeah um, is so high and even with the um, we'll get on to the voting figures um, mm -hmm. soon but um, it hasn't necessarily got any better no. um, among the among the young people and so hopefully this kind of we're not saying that you have to vote Labour or that we demand you vote Labour, but no. it's just a it's just an interesting um, uh, read if you if you feel as though you know you don't understand what's going on, you may want to have a read of this and then do some more research yourself. Mm. And and, um, and it reflects a general feeling across campus, doesn't it? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, one thing that um, makes critic able to do this and maybe not other. Um, media outlets like Staff or the New Zealand Herald, for example, is that the socio-economic um, situation of students is is very similar, whereas the audience of those other um, media outlets aren't. Mm. You know, it's a much more diverse, broad spectrum of uh, socio-economic um, prosperity and and uh, lack thereof. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, people get that. People haven't seemed to got, have got that on the ODT website though, because there's a little write-up about it and. Exclusive. The comments were exclusively bad. There was a write-up on in the ODT about uh, just about the um, the fact that we had done this editorial. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Oh true. Um, and your editorial was, I guess, kind of like um, backed up by, in a way, um, by you. I mean, you you explicitly go through and endorse Labour policies, don't you? Yeah, a Labour-led government. A Labour-led coalition, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we want to see. Um, but more importantly, as you said before, national to not continue in government. Mm. Because that has damaged the student interest, as we mentioned throughout um, the article. Um, and... Uh, and we explicitly say that we want, uh, as you mentioned in your um, uh, article endorsing yeah. the Green Party, that their um, position as part of that coalition is... Uh, absolutely vital. Yeah. Especially on the parts that Labour don't do too well on, in our, in our view, in terms of the uh, climate change stuff. Yeah. Um, and even housing, we mentioned that, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, has, did you guys look back if Critic has done this before? Um, as far as we know, it hasn't done it at least in the last decade. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure uh, as to further than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, records are 
and it's easy to find. Yeah, it it it, it seems like a because it, you know things are finally close. There's a bit of competition and stuff. Yeah, and it, it does it does feel like it's a it's a good opportunity to to say something, and at the same time, it's not going to upset many people because it's it's reflecting the views of the majority right. of, of of campus. Um, and it's yeah. I mean, people say it's bad journalism or something. I don't really get that because it's. No. I don't. I don't think journalism should just be about the facts. Exactly right. It's impossible <laughs> to have impartiality in journalism. I'm not saying that we should have. Yeah, that's what totally you, biased journalism. That's what you learn in like the first journalism class. Exactly, <laughs> journalism 101. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're also, we're also not saying that um, if you want to vote national, you can't vote national. Yeah. Of course, you could vote national if you want to. You can vote for the bloody. Uh, you know, Outdoors Party. Exactly, Outdoors Party, <laughs> Socialist for Democratic ban, Change. Ban 1080. <laughs> exactly. So do whatever you want, whatever you think's in your student interest. This is just a helping hand along the way. Mm. Yeah, uh, in, in, in my article, I kind of. Um, uh, m- my view is that voting green is, is the best of both worlds because right. you te- technically are voting for. Um, a, a Labour led government, but yeah. at the same time, you're voting for a, a, a party to be a part of, of that government. Definitely. And I, I definitely think it's like a, a, um, a part of that, uh, a, pa- a part that's needed um, if we're going to see an actual progressive government rather than just a, a red Labour, a red national. Yeah, for sure. And that's a really good article, by the way. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> it's a very good one. So have a read of that as well. Che- yeah, cheers. Um, and. You know, I, I I list out some of the the, the uh, list people like the the Greens have a, a great list. There's yeah. there's James Shaw, uh, you know, who I'm I'm not a huge fan of. Right. But as I say, he uh, he seems like a bit of a nerd when it comes to to um, energy and job innovation. Right. Which he discusses quite a lot. Yeah, he knows uh, that stuff very well. And number two is Marama Davidson, who has skyrocketed to the to the top in yeah. terms of her presence um, in in debates and in the media uh, and uh, on on the ground and in the streets of uh, Auckland and, and other places. Mm. Uh, and then of course there's student favourite uh, Chloe Swalbrook, um, Golra's Garaman um, and Julie and Genta, who kind of made a name for herself in the uh, by-election up in Auckland uh, for Mount Albert, uh, and has discussed a lot of transport stuff, which is big for people up there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, m- my feeling was that that would just you know make for a, a richer government. Um, yeah. Th- there is you know there's and also it's it's, it's it's strategically viable to vote for them, I think. You definitely, know. definitely. And they are close to 5%, and that's worrying. Um, they're a bit better in recent polls. I think the fact that they're near 5% will get people um, out voting for them. Yeah. Um, people will return to them from the Labour Party because Labour is looking safe, safer. Um, and... Uh, but there is, there, there, I'm just really worried that there's going to be, they're, they're going to drop below five percent. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen that this week with um, what Patrick Gower saw as a fake poll. Did you hear about that? I did hear about with that. The, yeah. With the robo call. The robo calling, yeah. Um, 
which I, I thought was maybe a little bit unfair. They were clear about the methodology and stuff, but yeah, I mean, he was Paddy was right in in the sense that they were trying to um, definitely put that electorate into pl- play. It was Na- wasn't Nelson, Nelson yeah, 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 and they're, they're running a good campaign there, I think, as well. Mm. It's a fairly close race between it's Nick Smith, isn't it? Uh, uh yeah, I think I, th- I think so. Yeah, Nick Smith. Yeah, uh, and. On that, I think it would be awesome if there was a Green Party stronghold. Yeah. Because as we've seen with the Māori Party, if you if you get an electorate, mm. then it doesn't matter if you drop below 5%. Like, yeah, suddenly yeah. that's like that vote is activated, um, yeah. which people are confused about sometimes. And Nelson would be a good electorate to have as well, especially taking it off Nick Smith. Yeah. That would be massive. And and I can I can imagine that the the, the there's some fertile ground there for for a, a green um, kind of emergence there. Yeah. Just knowing personally the type of people that I've met coming, <laughs> coming out of Nelson. Yeah, and I mean you see that reflected in the polls too. I mean I think it's I think Greens are what six percent behind Nick Smith in, mm. in Nelson. So it's definitely closing the gaps. Definitely closing with with their own poll with their internal. Poll. No, I think with external polls, they're oh, only right. seven, maybe seven, maybe six to ten percent. Right, it was close. I think vi- Labour also close too. It's a, at a position where they could could push it. Yeah. Um, but you know, Labour is obviously standing in the way of that. And, yeah, yeah. You know, true. they have every right to do so. I do think Labour has, though. As much as you know, News Hub tries to make it out that there's a war between Labour and the Greens. I am a bit worried about how Labour has um, kind of treated their memorandum of understanding with the Greens. Yeah, that has not gone too well, has it? No. Uh, from um, a Greens perspective. Yeah. And you've, yeah, you've got to be worried if you're uh, a Green supporter. Yeah. For sure about that. Um, yeah. How? I mean, how can you work effectively in government with a, a party that has exploited you essentially like that? <coughs> Yeah, it's, it's worrying. and and you know it's fair enough. They they they've realised that they need that, that they they have an opportunity if they steal enough votes off the Greens. But yeah, no, it's it, I do feel like it's been they've been a bit um, distrustful uh, in in that regard. Yeah. Um, also, with the five percent threshold, there's that there's the whole thing about how the Green Party result is usually about two percent lower than. Yeah, that's a worry. Yeah. yeah. What are they um, polling now? Seven-ish? Yeah, seven-ish in that latest poll. Um, but yeah, last election, 2014, they were polling around 12 to 15%, right. uh, and ended up getting 10%. And, you know, that's bigger numbers, so maybe there's more room to move, and if we're down to 7%, maybe the the, move, the, the moving room there is less so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not too sure about that. You definitely want to see, want to see them on ten uh, percent plus, right? In terms of their representation post election. Exactly. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah. So I recommend our listeners have a look at those two uh, endorsements in this week's uh, critic. Um, this is quite a quite a sizable editorial as well for you guys. Yeah, um, we decided to make it two pages. I don't think one would have done it justice. To no, honest. no. Um, and you've re- you've really looked at the. Uh, at the policies and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, mine was, a, you know, a little bit light on policy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, one page to work with. But yeah, yeah. It's still a fantastic article. Um, moving to advanced voting, which is is really interesting. Have you voted yet? Not yet. No. I I 
I quite like w- waiting until Saturday just in case things pop up. Like, um, not that I was considering voting national, but the Saudi <laughs> sheep scandal that yeah um, is interesting. That 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 whole stuff with the Saudi sheep scandal. Do you want to explain the 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 legal advice has been yeah so non-existent, non-existent, right? So they had how much have they given? To the to this uh, individual Saudi Arabian, I can't remember the exact. It's millions. Figures. It's millions. It's millions. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they was they used the um, justification of legal advice to um, for the reasoning why they had given mm. um, that money over, but it's non-existent. They were worried so. they were going to get sued for something or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or you know there'd be some kind of action. Yeah. And it turns out that the ministry n- never gave that legal advice briefing to the minister. Um, who was um, My- Michael? What's his face? Oh, I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, but anyway, he, I mean, he's not in—he's he, not in government anymore. Yeah. Uh, and neither is uh, John Key. And because of that, this um, Murray McCulley. Oh yeah. Not Michael Cullen. He was the uh, Labour dude. Um, yeah, Mary McCulley and John Key aren't there anymore, and I, th- I think that's totally taken the wind out of out of the s- the sails of the story. Yeah. But again, it's just it's just a good reminder of because it's a good reminder of the li- the lies and the dodginess of John Key's government. Yeah, definitely. Um, that. And you know the the, infra- the the culture and the infrastructure is still of of the party is still there. It's no, it's not, it's not a different party. No, exactly. Now that John Key's gone, and I think definitely that that um, kind of complacent um, uh, kind of bolshiness is is still there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be. I mean, it's kind of clear to see that um, the Bill English wants to kind of replicate that whole. Um, John Key sort of, or like continue the John Key sort of thing, you know. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not going to work, but mm. but it might not work. Well, yeah, I know it, it's still pretty close. I mean, Labour's got a chance now, but I mean, yeah. it's not a foregone conclusion. No, I don't think, be complacent. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a really close um, a close election night. Yeah, uh, and it, it's quite exciting. I mean, it's. Um, you know, it's been nine years of, of national, and and finally there's some kind of movement, and I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, either way it goes. But uh, there's definitely a chance that Labor's going to get in. Yeah. Um, and so on election night we will, I think polls close at uh, seven p.m., and pretty much straight away we're going to start hearing results um, because. Of advance voting, yeah, uh, and <clears throat> what's the current numbers? There's probably there's there's half a million people that have already voted, uh, and those votes start getting counted at nine a.m. on election day. So, uh, and there's a there's a good article from uh, University of Otago's uh, Andrew Gidas, uh who is a law um, professor here at Otago, um, about how that election night's going to play out in terms of when results are coming in. That's on the RNZ website. Um, but yeah, he explains that uh, you know if the electoral commission's predictions are accurate, um, this means uh, that the advanced mo- voting means that half of all votes may have been counted and made public um, by. Uh, the cutoff point by 7 p.m. because of the 
the election day counting that happens. Uh, as I uh, as I've learnt in the last twenty four hours, we don't have exit polls in New Zealand um, like we do, like they do in the UK and in yeah. the US, uh, where people basically ask people who how they voted for, and then when the election uh, when the polling closes. Um, people uh you know when we start to know straight away um but yeah advanced voting has been massive i mean it's broken the records in previous years but you know there's still there's there's still kind of there, there, there hasn't been the youth wave that that labor was hoping for yeah it's, it's such a shame isn't it i mean the numbers on those graphs in front of us are, are incredible yeah. incredibly impressive but i mean yeah, do you think that? Um, do you think that? I don't know. Do you think that the youth are going to come out on election day, or is that too optimistic? No, I think it is too optimistic, and it's yeah. really, it's really kind of disappointing. The, the, I mean, it, it's hard to tell because um, you know the the advanced voting has gone up, yeah. but um, in terms of who who's eligible to vote, uh, it, it's still not that impressive, and it. I kind of get this feeling like if. You know, if P- if if we're seeing the surge with Jacinda mania yeah. and that kind of thing, but the youth vote is still kind of not really like getting the jump um, that that would like to see or that you'd expect from that kind of thing. Yeah. Then what the hell is it going to take? You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you've got a relatable, um, you know, relatable politician who makes a difference as leader of the party and still. Mm people aren't getting off the couches to vote yeah it's such a shame and it's also illegal in new zealand to not be enrolled to vote i know you, you cannot you cannot vote on the day but yeah it's illegal not to be enrolled isn't it it's like a hundred buck fine isn't it the, yeah I'm not, not enforced? i'm not sure how much it's enforced but yeah. um what do you think about compulsory voting it definitely has its pros and cons eh? i'd be mm. i'd be reluctant to to make it um to force someone to vote they do in australia don't they yeah and it's big fines as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. fine, like hundreds yeah. and hundreds of bucks. I'm not convinced by it, to be honest. No, no, I think, I think if it, you don't want to vote, you don't have to vote. It's almost, it's almost disenfranchising because you don't, you no longer have that choice not to vote, which should be part yeah. of a democracy. Exactly. <clears throat> Do you know many people who are voting for the first time this election? Not many, no. I've kind of left that cohort of people. I think <laughs> just and the, you know. There was a there was a uh, there's a show on TVNZ a two part thing where these where the candidates from the parties um, aren't asked questions by a, a classroom full of kids. Oh, nice! And um, the kids are like, uh, they've obviously got together as a class and come up with the questions because right. their questions are like pretty you know they sound scripted so they've obviously got together with their teacher and decided what to ask. Sure, but this. There was this one girl, and she's like really confronting Bill English about why Jacinda Ardern got asked about her, um, uh, you know, if she plans on having a family. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, and he just answers like she is a journalist. Like, really. It just really kind of highlights the, um, I guess who he is, who yeah. who Bill, Bill English is, and then she finally says, "Do you think it's because it's because the media?" Or do you think it's sexism? And he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Um, he just comes across as so stale in my mind. <laughs> I just don't understand how anyone can vote for him. Yeah. Just a piece of white bread that's stale. He has done well in the debates, though. Better right, than yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Don't you think? He's I done think better he than I thought he was going to do. Definitely better as they went on. I thought his mm. first performance was pretty average, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and also in this in this show, uh, in the ads for the one that's on tonight, the um, there's a little Asian kid who's asking Winston Peters why why he picks on Asians. <laughs> and he's good question. Of, oh, oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Question. They are they, they ask them really good questions. Yeah, definitely. Gareth Morgan explaining cannabis um, <laughs> um, um, reforms was pretty was pretty great as well. I need to watch that. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, we've got there's one more debate um, this week as well, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. <coughs> Do you know who it is? Is it? It's just the it's just the two the two leaders. Right. Uh, is it TV One? Yep. Yeah, TV TV One with uh, old mate um, Mike Hosking. I have to listen to his voice for another ninety minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's on the the twentieth, uh, oh, which is tomorrow. Um, on yeah, on TV NZ. Um. Okay, so next time we see each other, Joe, maybe <clears throat> I reckon you should probably come in uh, after the election and we can discuss all these results. It's let's exciting. It. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, so uh, elections opening is open as we as, as as we've been saying. You can enrol and vote at the advanced places, and you can just vote on uh, election day as well. Thanks for coming in, Joe. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, you're on Radio One.